0: Hey guys, Jay Lee here, and welcome to the One Life City Church podcast. This is the Summer Bible Study Series, and today we have part two of our study in 2 Peter chapter one. And so today we have the pleasure of having Marcos Ramirez as our guest. If you guys are reading along, you can open up to 2 Peter chapter one, starting from verse 12. But this is a great conversation between Pastor Elliot and Marcos, and I think there's a lot of really good stuff in here. And so here is Pastor Elliot's conversation with special guest Marcos Ramirez. Hope you enjoy. So, verse
1: 12. So, I will always remind you of these things. Even though you know them, there's a knowledge idea again, even though you know them and are already established in the truth you now have, I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. For we do not follow clearly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, This is my son, whom I love, with him I am pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on that sacred mountain. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about the prophet's own interpretations of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will of prophets through human spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit amen. amen amen so Marcos what what do you see what do you see in this
2: text as you as we um, read it my observation is that Peter makes emphasis on always revisiting the fundamental, of our conviction that leads to our lifestyle, mm. it's, it's it's a continuated throughout the entire um, chapter. Mm. Yeah, but but everything that he talks about, everything that he says, reminding us who we are, what we the resources that we have, uh, that we're partakers of the uh, divine nature, and uh, interestingly enough, we you know we're kind of like the only part of creation that, ha- that has the capability of gaining knowledge, which, by the way, is, is a never-ending endeavor to keep gaining knowledge, and specifically the knowledge of God. Because if we if we think that the God that we follow is the one and only, therefore he's eternal, and, and he is everlasting, and he's omnipotent, and he is far beyond what we can comprehend. Yeah. Uh, on our mere life here on earth so the knowledge is an eternal thing I will say and and, and the more we understand that and things that we have those basic mm. resources that we have been given the more we're going to be able to partake of the kingdom of God not only the kingdom of God to come but the kingdom of God at hand mm. yeah I, I totally agree with you. Like personally, like I don't want
1: to worship a God who I could completely understand. Like that means that God is only as big as me. <laughs> you know, I, I rather um I, I'm totally comfortable worshiping a God that I don't fully understand and don't fully comprehend. I want him to be infinite and I wanna I wanna be finite. <laughs> and in my pursuit of God, so I, I always want a depth of God that's always out there I, w- I always want some degree of mystery um, when it comes to God so so you, I absolutely agree that the pursuit of the knowledge of God is is it is something eternal um, it's beyond us but also at the same time it, that's what we're created for like we, we have the ability and capacity to pursue that um, so I think that's one of the reasons why we, we talk about identity because that's what we're created for and that's what we have the ability to do is to seek the knowledge of this God who is omnipotent and omniscient. Um, so I, I, I hear that tone um, for, for sure in, in this in this text and uh, in the verse tw- uh, 12 and also um, 13 verses. It, it, so you got to refresh your memory. Like it's so much of our faith is about memory. Uh,
2: and that's even something that was instituted by God the Father yeah. in the Old Testament. Yeah. With the Shema, here, Israel. Israel. Um, and he told them to, to repeat that generation after generation. So that is in tune with what Peter understood. We need to remind ourselves constantly yeah. uh, of who we are. That we constantly we need to go back to basics. As we keep growing in knowledge, but we need to revisit the basics. So we don't lose sight of who we are. Yeah, absolutely, and it's interesting
1: that as after Peter does that, he then goes to the basics of Jesus. Like he he talks about how like when Jesus started his ministry, there's this moment right of like God saying, "This is my beloved Son, whom I'm love, with Him I am pleased." And so it just so in order for us to know who we are, we need to know who God is. We need to know who Jesus is, and so like like you said, that's that's a basic thing. That's one of the basics that we need to get to. The reminder that God launched Jesus's ministry by affirming His belovedness, and so yeah, that's kind of another basic or uh, very basic Christianity one hundred and one kind of thing. Um, I also thought it was interesting that like right after that, like it, it starts talking about prophecy.
2: Yeah. So prophecy is he use I, I, the way I the way I observe it is that Peter uses prophecy. As part of the evidence mm. of who Christ is, his messianic nature and his divine nature mm. uh, so that's how that's how I see prophecy being applied here yeah uh, yeah he he basically Peter uh, gives plenty of background about who Christ is, yeah, and so so with that I also want to point something uh, that I observed that Peter was a man of convictions curated by his own method okay he was not a dumb fisherman as some scholars paint him to be yeah he was not a scholar as Paul but he was someone that had to have first-hand evidence and or had to experience something in order to embrace it as truth. Hmm. And therefore on those truths anchor his lifestyle. I, I like to use lifestyle kind of synonymous with convictions, Hmm. because if we think about it, the lifestyle that we, we have, that we live has to do with our convictions. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so Peter was somebody that he was a hardcore evidence guy type. Like, you know, I, yeah. I, I have to experience it. Mm.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely agree uh, with you. Uh, Peter is definitely no dummy, <laughs> um, but we, we see him being very passionate about his convictions and he, even to some extremes, right. Of like slicing somebody's ear off to protect Jesus. And, you know, also saying like, no Lord, you, you shall never die. And, and, and you know, like kind of saying things like that, but it, it, it wasn't that he was dumb. Like he really truly believed this. He, he embodied his belief. And so it, I think it really takes a person of character uh, to do that. Um, so I agree with you that there's, there's um, his lifestyle, his conviction, um, there's a depth and, and richness to it uh, that's there. And you mentioned about how um, the prophecy is the evidence of Christ. Uh, too. I, I love that idea because it's, you know, right now at church, we're going to the book of Isaiah um, and we're here talking about Jesus. And, and in the part of Isaiah, especially that we're in, what we see is that Jesus is the embodiment of these prophecies. Like for for generations, these prophecies were just words Written word spoken, but when Jesus arrived on the scene, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the prophecy became flesh and dwelt among us. So um, I, I love that idea. We we just laid out a lot of big ideas here, but what are what are some kind of interpretations that you see? So what what do you think this means to Peter's original audience, um, Berenice, um in the previous? Uh, early earlier on, she mentioned about the diaspora, so that's that that's at play here. What are some key points that Peter's trying to make here? We already kind of hinted at some of those things, but um, if you could summarize, um, what are some interpretations that you see in this text?
2: Yeah, so like Bernice emphasized uh, the fact that uh, they were the Jewish at that time and the churches at that time they were living in a culture that was heavily influenced by Hellenism. Yeah. And and their philosophies. Yeah. One of the philosophies that permeated the culture and even the church was the Gnosticism. Mm. The idea that the body and the spiritual realms were separated. Yeah. And unfortunately <laughs> that idea, those philosophies still plague a lot of Christendom today. Yes. Yeah. But Peter, uh, basically, with what, what he's talking about in these verses, he he puts them together. He he makes it clear that mm. both the spiritual and the body, the mm. the physical body, go hand on hand. Yes. They cannot exist from one another.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. Yeah. And um, in, in verse 13, when he talks about as long as they live in the body. And he, so he's very kind of, he's almost like making an appeal to people of the Hellenistic culture who who, who uh, adopted nas- narcissism in, in their faith. Peter is almost doing like a spiritual reset. Of like, no, it's not a spiritual reset. It'll be a reset of what they know and how they practice it. That is not, like you said, that are two different things, but they're all one. There's no spiritual realm and physical realm, and the one's not better than the other, but they're all intertwined. And we could make the argument that Jesus is a full embodiment of that, also, right? Jesus, for Jesus, it wasn't
2: two different things; it was one and the same. So, yeah, I I love that. Yeah, that is uh, that is a hundred percent, and I guess also the the idea that this brings. That all of these resources and all of who we are, this identity, is to be used today mm, in yeah. the kingdom of God today. So there is this idea uh, on the Jewish mind that um, there is the, the the kingdom to come, yes, and the and the present kingdom, yeah, and the kingdom of God is both mm. is here and now, yeah. And it's also a part to come. Yes. That is why the insistence of of Peter also on uh, adding to our knowledge all of these other things. Mm. So why are we going to add all of these things if they're going to be for the time to come? Mm. Rather, they, they will serve us for that time, but rather it's for this time because the kingdom of God is at hand. It's now as well.
1: Yeah, and as you say that, um, I'm, I'm definitely recognizing, like, how Peter uses the idea of time <laughs> here. Um, you know, like, he talks about, the, if there's, like, three parts of it, uh, of, of the passage that we read. Like, in 15, he talks about my departure. He will always remember these things. It's so, so, like, um, they're just talking about, he, he'll eventually die soon. So, he's talking about the future. But at the same time, while he's present here, we're going to talk about thing, the things that we remember and so there's like already that kind of tension of time of like um, of of today, what's going to happen and what has happened, and then he talks about Jesus and his baptism, and so he's going back in time, kind of remembering that, and then at the end of it, he starts talking about what is to come. So talk, talking about prophecies and why that is reliable now, and so there's definitely a tension of time that we see here, and all in the context of what this means in God's kingdom. And I, 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 love that, and and I think I think as believers, and and even for the original writers, I, I think Peter is inviting them to hold all these t- time lines all together, and and so like I, I definitely kind of see that tension there of what's here and now, what's here to come, the here and now. Any other points that you see from this text?
2: Well, one thing that um, I also like to touch on, even if, even when. This is on the previous verses is the fact that when we add to our lifestyle, to our faith, to our conviction, all of these other things will be fruitful. We will not be barren yeah. uh, during our time on this earth. Mm. So that's why Berenice was also mentioning in and I in agree with her that these uh, chapter is the perfect recipe to live in an abundant life hmm. in order to, to yield fruits, to solidify our calling hmm. or election. Yeah. It, it just makes life easier. And it's, uh, it is not that, that we, we're going to uh, achieve these things once and we're going to be, forever happy ever after hmm. it, it, it's, it's an ongoing process it's we have to remind ourselves and, and again we go back to peter right we have to remind one another we have to I think that this this is what we're striving for
1: yes yeah I i love that yeah definitely that and the part of the working out our faith is the act of remembering, um, part of, of remembering is reminding ourselves who Jesus is, um, but also part of uh, living out our faith and living out that lifestyles, knowing that there's more to come. That is not just about today and what's happening, and it's not about just what just happened in our faith, um, but it's also about what's to come. So, like I definitely see that, and so and and to live that, it's, it's a it's a fruitful life. Um, to to live with an attention of that and with the understanding of that. It's a fruitful life. And it gives us faith uh, for what's to come. Um, you know, think about just kind of the, the days and the times that we're living it. And so many people are, are are feeling discouraged. There's a lot of people are going through a lot of anxiety and whatnot. And um, like depression is rampant, right? And I think a lot of the times it's um, and not, not to underplay like the, the, the actual sickness of depression, but a lot of the times um, people who feel depressed and feel anxiety, it's really hard to see the future. It's it's really hard to see what's ahead. And so I I think Peter is inviting uh, his readers to hold all these times in in intention and hold them all together. That God is doing something now, and we we could attest to that because of what God has done, and because God is doing something now, we could be assured that something good will come. That God is up to something good in the future.
2: Always, yes.
1: Marcos, um what is your takeaway what What is your main application? What do you think like the Holy Spirit is specifically speaking to you as you read this text?
2: One application will be for me is to keep striving to the full knowledge of God in in Jesus Christ our Lord and that will be through our constant relationship with the Father through Christ
1: i I, I love that um. Yeah, and what we see is that the relationship with the Father through Christ, and and we see that reminded in the text, right? Like the relationship that God has with Jesus, and Jesus had with God is, it's a it's a relationship of the beloved, and and so like for me, like I think I have a similar takeaway is that the striving that I that I want to pursue is to live more more and more out of my belovedness. I think I, I think a lot of the, we talked about identity a lot today, but. When I lose track of my belovedness, I think that's when I lose track of who God is. I lose track of who I am. I lose track of what He's called me to do. I lose track of what God is doing in my life. Um, and all, all of that is centered around um, just knowing that I'm beloved by God. And so the idea of kind of going back to the relationship that Jesus had with God and how God said, this is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. Uh, I want to strive to understand that more. I want to strive to live into that more.
2: So basically the what Christ came to do was to bridge make create a bridge to the father bring yeah. us back to the father yeah he came to he came to exemplify that and he 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 lived that throughout his life until until his crucifixion he he lived that up and so it, it's, it's a resemblance of in the old testament When people would was not able to enter the holy of holies, Mm. only the priests and only once a year, and they had to make sure that they were on point; otherwise, they would not come out. But being pulled with a string, yeah. And so, what Christ came to do is to rip that veil, rip that uh, canyon Mm -mm. that separated us from the Father. He came to bring us back to the Father. Now we have full access to him, through Jesus Christ, and with that, the more we seek of the Father in the name of Jesus, that's what he's expecting from us. He, He wants to, he wants from us to be partakers of what he has been created, basically calling us to the Genesis 1 mandate, to the original intent for what we were created. And when we understand that, then we will embrace that identity and will you know, it will make us unstoppable.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean that that in itself is the gospel, right? That like that mm-hmm. Jesus made a way, that God made a way where there's no way before, and then we can have full access to the Father. Um, but do you have any uh, any additional like applications before before we uh close our time?
2: Yeah, so Another one is is to keep using the Bible from Genesis to Revelation as a light in the darkness. You know, in this case uh, uh, of the verses that we read, Peter makes allusion to the prophecies concerning Christ Mm -hmm. as a point of reference of his convictions. And so one of the applications is we need to go back and be like the Bereans. Yeah we need to go back for ourselves and look at the text and and, 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 and make the connections to see if what we are being teach is so. And that's part of growing our faith and enriching our lifestyle. Because faith comes by the knowledge and the hearing, the word of God. Yeah. And,
1: you know, I, I feel like that's like the perfect, place to land you know we we started this series because we wanted um our church to go through the season of digesting god's word together processing it together because in it there is life in it there's hope in it there's um, a deepening of faith it it, it it shapes it has the power to shape our um, lifestyle it informs our identity it informs our purpose and so i think that's a great place to land on for today Marcos, thank you so much for um, being with us today and just diving through this rich foundational text. What a joy and blessing it's been. Um, I feel so honored uh, to be to be doing this with you. So with that, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Join us next week. Um, Kate will be... Uh, we'll be unpacking, I think, First John. Um, and so looking forward to that. But until then, let's continue to study God's word together. Let's allow it to shape us, mold us more and more to the likeness of Jesus Christ. Blessings, everyone.
0: Thanks for joining us. This is a podcast of One Life City Church in Fullerton, California. If you would like to connect with us, visit our website at onelifecitychurch.org or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram.